What's going on? You're listening to the Three Count Podcast. Make sure you follow them on all their social medias at Three Count Podcast with the number three, not the word spelled out. Check out all their interviews and other content interviews such as with myself and my partner Jeremy Grimes, Studio 22, and some other lesser ones. You know, they not all their guests are winners, but you know, you watch ours. It was fun. Um, shout out to my guy Red Dog Cliff. <laughs> Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man who leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, which is what you will refer to me as, you got to find somebody who's been there, done that, and will get up that mountain a lot quicker or show you how to get up there more efficiently. So it's never about me. It's always about my guests. And you see the man right here. He is a part of Fight. He is a part of EWA. He is a part of 1CW. He is the studio man, the producer, the director, the greatest man of all time. You could call wow. him Landino Heat. Give it up for Chris uh, Andino. Oof. That intro was crazy. <laughs> that intro was insane. I'm about to fire every, like, anytime I see an announcer, I'm just going to fire them and, like, just grab you. <laughs> just on the spot, fire them. You, you got okay, to so, start bringing a suit with you everywhere I go. You know what's so funny is that if you go back and check out the, I did, I had Larry Legend on the show, and Ooh. I did an intro for Larry, and Larry was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> he looking at you. He, he about to stab you. Like you taking everything I worked for. <laughs> I was like, oh no! I was like, that is that guy is light oh, no, he's, he's he's he is bad. I have not had the privilege yet, but I'm too aware of how good he is. Oh yeah. One day. One day. One day. Yeah, I can't wait. One day he's gonna announce me, and I'm gonna be like. It's, it's gonna be lit, right? right? There's certain dudes like where it's like, or just people in general where it's like you want certain things to happen. Larry's uh, announcing me is definitely up there. Usually, I interrupt people in um, introducing me. I would just, I wouldn't interrupt him. I'd let him have it. Just I would, I would come blaring out of the back, skip the whole ring thing, just sit in front like cross leg style and just stand right in front of Larry. observe it. Just like just take it all in. Like, announce yeah. me in. Yeah, yeah, announce me. Tell them where I'm from, my weight, my name. Do the whole, do the whole thing. Take your time. <laughs> Yo, actually, oh, it's it's funny, man, because we had you on previously, right? So it mm-hmm. actually been a year ago that we yep. had you on when you were with Studio 22, and since then we've kind of like gone through all these growths and changes and stuff like that. So, right, <laughs> man, like I gotta ask first, like. Mm-hmm. One, I'm going to ask you straight up. Who is Chris Andino? Um, Chris Andino is a boy that was put in a man's body very, 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 very spontaneously. Um, I was actually born at the age of 13. Um, my, I, I don't believe my mother when she says that um, she conceived me. Um, because there's video evidence of only two births, and that is my little brother and my older sister. I have, mine's isn't there. Um, but somehow I look exactly like my father. And even though my sister's four years older than me, we look like twins. My little brother 
literally is living my teenage life all over again. I, I'm, I am convinced that I am an alien that has been brought here to be a performer because I am massively obsessed with wrestling, even though like I can dissect all the things wrong with it, but I still want to do it. So I'm convinced that I was born at 14 because I am an alien and 13 to zero, I was actually in a tube being created like Superboy. <laughs> Has to be. Has to be true. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last interview I do because the FBI figures it out. Yeah, it's like, and oh, nope, he's learning. He's he's finding it out. I'm 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 probably the beginning of iRobot. He's he's self aware. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep, if that yep. happens, if suddenly you disappear, I'm convinced the scar under here that's that's like my chip. <laughs> like I, was, I was gonna say that if that happens, you just suddenly disappear. I'm releasing the episode that day. <laughs> you have to. You have to. Just to like instantly. protect people's family. You have I'm to. like, no, no release. Sandino. Sandino. They gave me such a basic first name, but like such a wonky last name. Like, we'll just name him Chris. Like, that's simple, right? But then Andino, but like it's built in with like, man, it's a bunch of zeros and ones just mashed together and it turned out to be Andino. My name out, is like, really one 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 zero. You're gonna find out that like Chris actually stands for like something to be like it's some crazy clothes, <laughs> home, reconnect uh, reconnaissance intelligence information what super droid (laughs) clone hyper reactive inter intergalactic species and you're like no (laughs) one day i'm gonna bleed and like it's not gonna be like regular red you know you you (laughs) mean like the o and andino stands for organism you're like for sure one organization (laughs) yeah it's a whole part of the illuminati (laughs) it's gonna be like a pot of a bunch of me like i'm actually a reset like i'm like the 13th attempt that's why i was born at 13 right because like all the other andinos messed up between ages one through 13 (laughs) like oh we'll just start him early like he's yeah yeah. or like you ever seen a movie? Was it uh, was it Soldier with uh, Kurt Russell, where like he was like the yeah, prototype? Yeah. <laughs> you just like imagine you like running with like a group of like Andinos and one of them falls you. and they just and they just uh, Squid Game him, just shoot him. Right <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Squid Game being a verb is perfect. <laughs> I was just like, why not everyone to get that? At this at this point, like on this day that we're recording this, I saw the very mm. first episode and I was like. <gasps> Oh, so you haven't finished? No, I haven't finished yet. So I'm on one episode. <laughs> but I was like, oh my Ooh. God, this show's intense. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Good show. End. <laughs> Good show. End. All yeah. right, man. Like, so give us a clue, man. Like, how did you get into the sport? Um, For me, it was kind of just like not forcibly put in front of me, but it kind of just always was in front of me. Um. My dad gave it a shot, and but, like, I wasn't alive to, like, see him attempt it. And then, you know, he got hurt and, you know, put that to the side and never picked it back up. Um, we watched it a bunch growing up. Uh, when I was with my grandma for a period of time, um, the only things that I cared to watch were, like, dated cartoons and dated lucha on Dominican television. So it was just kind of always in front of me. And then I just decided at nine, I was just like, I want to be a wrestler. I want to be in the, and I want to be a soldier. Uh, So I just told myself I want to be Eddie Guerrero and Captain America. 
And then I just got a little older and it transformed into more realistic versions of that because I can't just become two completely different human beings. Uh, so then I just took up their um, professions, whereas one was an imaginary human being and the other was, you know, a Mexican man. So I knew I couldn't be Mexican. Um, so I was like, OK, uh, but I could speak Spanish and I could learn how to wrestle. And then size happened. And then I can't wrestle like Eddie. So I've just accepted that. And I'm like, OK, but I can definitely do a suplex and a frog splash. That's, all right. That's so all you just need. stick to that and we'll shut up. <laughs> I worked on the lasso from El Paso recently, so I'm excited. Awesome. That's on the way. No one has to know. <laughs> Bad. By the Bad. time this comes out, I'll have already done it on camera, so it's okay. But I'm definitely <laughs> putting somebody in the lasso this weekend. Nice. So, unfortunately for them. Yeah, it's crazy, man, because, like, I know we've we've talked about, like, just, like, the growth and stuff just between, like, you know just over the next the last year and a half it's just like wrestling wise man and it's funny like seeing your work because like watching you wrestle I'm like I definitely do get to Eddie vibes like from you like it's so crazy because like I got away from the Eddie stuff immediately but it got put in front of me by everyone else like all the Eddie based like stuff that's on my character was put on me organically by like fans not me right you know what I mean and I'm glad that all the Eddie stuff was organically put on me and not me trying to force it because and you know this I hate copy and paste wrestlers so I would have hated to be the mark that's going around calling himself Andino Heat because I'm an Eddie Guerrero mark like I'm glad I get to say no they chose Andino Heat. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. I didn't even, rem- like, I actually hated it. And it generated money. So I had to keep it going because at the end of the day, it's a money business. So I'm glad that that's the story because if it was me trying to happen, I mean, it wouldn't even happen if it was me trying to make it a thing because I wouldn't do that, like, right. at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like, there's just certain certain people that, like, carry a personality about them and just have, like, this, like, natural charisma. Because I'm going to be honest, man. Like, when I was in the military, and it's something that we both talked about a few times, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever shared this story with you. So I had this this dude named Sergeant Chacon, right? And Chacon mm-hmm. was, he was Mexican. And um, as we get to talking and stuff, we get to BSing, he goes, whoa. He's like, uno momento, por favor. He's like, <laughs> Latino. And I was like, Yeah just a swag that it's yeah, just a and, swag and that Latin exactly. he, goes, he goes you know what man he looked he's like i looked at you Holmes, and i was like he's a chicano and you know how i know he's a chicano because he's just got like the face and then he's got like this <laughs> charisma and i was like it's only honestly it, i feel like it's only recognizable when you are it you know what i mean like it's something that you could tell before before like I don't need someone to speak Spanish to me. Like right. I can see it in the way they carry themselves and the way they like, if you're around somebody for like a day, you could tell like, yeah, he got, he, there's some me in there. Like yep. <laughs> he, he's, he's definitely had rice and beans growing up. Like it's, it's just, that's, there. What, that's what we were talking about. I was like, I told him too. I was like, listen, man, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm a Mexican. Like I'm, I'm Panamanian. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, nah, listen, man. He's like, 
we're all brown. <laughs> he's like, don't let no one fool you. He's like, we all come from Spain and Italy. He's like, don't let nobody tell you differently. <laughs> I was like, whatever, man. And then I found there's out. A reason, there's a reason we all speak the same Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I found out that my grandmother was Italian and Spanish. I was like, bro, man, this is some bullshit. <laughs> especially like those uh southern american hispanics they're they're all from the same tree though oh yeah they're they're all from the same tree like my tree only gets a little bit mingled up because of like the obvious black roots that like unfortunately my people try to act like isn't there meanwhile like we're the darkest of the bunch but we want to act like no we're not black at all meanwhile like everyone else is like your skin tone but like all of <laughs> but, like but like all of us like i'm light-skinned compared right. to like the average Dominican and Port or Puerto Rican. But like those, those, those guys will like deny their blackness. And I'm like, yo, look around. <laughs> like everyone else that talks like us gets like a minor tan, but we go like straight, like, and it's so weird because it's like, you really think there's no black in you, but like your neighboring uh, island is Haiti, but whatever. <laughs> like Actually, it's hilarious. Yeah, so, okay, so being okay and i i I, i'm not one to ever like really put myself out there and mark myself out right but seeing that you and i we were just featured on the hispanic heritage bunch posters with uh brian flores by the way thank you to brian for that that. was super cool yeah 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 so to you Mm -hmm. what does it mean to be a latino in wrestling and to be kind of in a prominent position like you are i think that I have like a responsibility to not shuck and jive. Like very like, um, because unfortunately, especially in like popular mainstream wrestling, there's always like two types of like Hispanic Latin wrestlers and it never divvies between anything else. They're either mobsters or like Mexican stereotypes. Like, are you like, you notice that? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's never the other. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with like Mexicans, but like it seems like only like generational Mexican luchadors get that big spotlight. And like, don't get me wrong, they're good, they're good. But like, there's definitely Hispanic wrestlers that aren't generational his, um, Mexican wrestlers that are fucking, you know what I'm saying, that are talented. So like, you know, I, you know, like, all I've got as far as like the people that waved my specific flag colors are guys that either are too before me for me to like really have like a hold of to like for it to mean something to me. And then guys with short stints or very, very disappointingly stereotypical gimmicks. Like unfortunately, No Way Jose, which sucks because like in ring, I think he's dope. But like I personally dislike the character because I feel like it's a shuck and jive character yeah um i loved carlito carlito is really all i got um sabio vegas who before my time for me to really like by the time i saw sabio vega he was on his end so i don't i i can't like have that connection with sabio vega like maybe like um like like my father could um pedro morales i was still in my father's nuts when Pedro Morales was a thing, Tito Santana, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't have those guys. Right. I only have um, the second generation of the Colognes and none of them, Primo, Epico, and Carlito, they didn't get a lot of burn. They had a lot of cool moments. Like, um, you couldn't tell me nothing when they became the first unified tag champions. 
you couldn't tell me nothing in 04 when um, Carlito, who literally at the time, because I was growing my hair out um, when I was younger, and then I'm back to it because I got braids. But back then, I had like a pretty like similar fro to Carlito. So when a dude who literally talks the same type of Spanish as me beats the great white hope for the U.S. title in 04, you genuinely couldn't tell me nothing. Like, I believed. Like, that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, my God, like, we in there. So, like, but see what I'm saying? That's 2004. And honestly, that was the last real moment for, like, my people. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, and I mean that as specifically Afro-Latinos. You know what I'm saying? Like, Black Hispanics. We, like, Carlito was the last thing we really had. And that was 04. <laughs> like, that's a long time. That's a very long time. Um, homicide. Homicide is someone like he's the reason I watch TNA. When right. when when I saw when I saw Homicide um drop AJ Styles on his neck, unfortunately, like, but like that moment for me was like, oh my God. And then it was even more home for me because it was very clearly a New Yorican. <laughs> so like then it's like, oh, like you're literally like grabbing me. Cause okay. there I was being that guy. I, I walked around like that. I tried to be that I carried myself that way and understood his walk, his talk, his swag, like homicide and Carlito meant everything to me. <laughs> Shit. They're both still wrestling, man. I, people don't have dream matches. I mean, people have dream matches and I always say, I don't truly have a dream match. I really just would wrestle anyone and everyone, but not to say that it would be a dream match, but teenage Chris wouldn't believe grown Chris traveling back and telling him, hey, you wrestled Carlito in Homicide. Like, if that happens for me, whatever promoter or booker puts it together, they're allowed to ask for my first child because I might, I might give it to them for that. <laughs> like, they might... <laughs> uh, and, and, not, and not just job them. I, I need it to be an actual match. I don't care who goes over it, like an actual moment to prove my worth and like have that opportunity afterwards to tell him like you were all I had would mean a lot. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's funny you bring it up, man, because like, you're right. Like you either have like your stereotypical, like luchador. Right. And I love Ray Mysterio. That's the reason why I wanted to get into to the sport anyway, was because sure. of, because of Ray, but like, mm-hmm. it's either like you're a mass wrestler, right. Or you're, you know, unfortunately like and i love these guys but you're like santana ortiz like you're like the thugs Mm -hmm. or you're you know like you said you're like no way jose where you're just kind of like hey look at me you're either you're either you're either you're either gang or you're the mexicals yeah and like just like so messed up because we're so much more than that yeah well and so and it's funny because at least like when it comes to like and to be fair like dominicans and, and puerto ricans right and you they they've got wrestlers like i don't like when i when yeah you, no that's fair. when you look up panamanian wrestlers bro two that's it <laughs> one female one male that. that's I it that. yeah and so like yeah. you know like and and i don't i don't take that lightly because i'm like bro like there is no like if i fail i feel like there's like there's a there's a lot of pressure on me like if i fail like it's on me right i get that, maybe bro. like some promoter out there like was like nah you know we just we didn't like him for him like bro like I have to stand out and at that like it's kind of fucked because like you wouldn't know I was Latin unless I told you exactly and then, like obviously like I have it tattooed but like 
but no just, one's like reading your forearm every time you walk right. around either. And yeah. if somebody reads my forearm, they misread it and say it's Paramore or something. <laughs> like <laughs> it's I think it says Paramount Plus or something. It's right. They're like, oh man, you must love Paramount. Like that's awesome. <laughs> what? You got a tattoo. Like, shut up. I, I had people tell me it said Pomeranian. Like they thought like I love Pomeranian dogs. It's like, bro, like, but it's it's like as a Latino and coming from Panama, you know being Panamanian like I don't take that lightly because I have to like represent and I have to hold it down but I hold it down in like my own way because obviously like I don't I don't want to be like the guys previous to me as far as like the luchadors and them and the Latinos who come before like I gotta be I gotta be I'm gonna be fun I'm gonna have my own own shtick I'm gonna do my own thing I'm gonna go out there and talk shit beat your ass and talk shit while I'm beating your ass kind of like my people do <laughs> yeah and and the end i'll be and i'll do it with not broken english or like a stereotypical accent a forced accent um i'll even i'll i'll do it i'll do it damn near you in in with u.s colors on it like it's just you know what i'm saying like i just happen to be hispanic right you know what i'm saying like i'm actually glad that i grew to a size where i didn't have to do lucha style because like that kind of makes me even happier like I, I like the fact that I don't wrestle like someone because like when you think of like a Hispanic wrestler, you immediately think lucha. I'm I'm glad that I just go in there and like throw people around and beat the shit out of them. And See, do no I, real like fancy schmancy lucha. Don't get me twisted, I can. Yeah. But well that's what so I had Vadi Morales on the show, right? He's been on AEW mm-hmm. Dark a lot, right? And mm-hmm. he just recently brought him back too. And he's not like, even though he can do the high flying lucha stuff, like he's not, he's like, he's a deathmatch wrestler. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, he just broke his, he just broke his foot recently. And, you know, Godspeed, get well, body. But Absolutely. yeah, like he's not your typical person. And he, yeah. we're talking about a dude coming from like, from Mexico, moves to Georgia, gets a light, gets his, visa car gets a license and then goes out and just beats people up and he's like yeah i'm not your he and we talked about it like numerous times about how he's just like he's just proud to be from mexico and he's up there but like bro like when when we look at us we're like we we don't have we don't have that much right (laughs) we have to be trailblazers like you can call back to so many people (laughs) right (laughs) it must be nice (laughs) must be like yeah. one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and yeah. we have to sit back here and we're it ain't like even, and that's just it like he's not like he could call back on guys that aren't even referred to like as like the like greatest mexican like goats like period mm-hmm. like ray is looked at as like the greatest of a style eddie is looked at as a dude that like even though his career was cut short they take that span of his career as like no he you could stop that career right there and still refer to him as one of the best. Period. Yeah, like he, this this dude gets to have that. <laughs> like, and then it's like, and you could take Eddie and Ray out of the conversation, and he still has like loads and loads and loads yeah. and loads to pull from. Like, and we're not even talking about like Silver King, like a dude who transcended wrestling. That's what I'm saying. Went to like comics, bro. He has, he has, he has, he has, he has, he has Blue Demon Santo. And Dr. Wagner. I'm not trying to hear nothing. (laughs) No. I'm not trying to hear nothing, bro. Like you there's no true struggle on his side. Not to say that he doesn't have his own struggles against a human being, but I just mean in the case of like having something to be inspired by, like 
if if this dude were to say that, then I would just I would just think he's an unappreciative human being. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just that's why you I, don't really you don't really value anything. It's funny though because like a lot of the promos and stuff that I cut right, like I don't cut with I you. It was something you brought up right. We, I don't mm-hmm. force like an accent out when I do it. Nope. But I will be honest. I mimic a lot of other accents and even promos that I'm going to start doing here in the future. And, and everybody's going to start seeing them that mm. it's going to be something different. Like I, I'll cut, I'll cut a promo in Spanish just for fun. And I'll cut one in French. Why not? Why not? French accent. Yeah. And I, I want people to know, Why like not? I'm, I just want to have all the fun, but I want people to know like when, when, when big things start popping, best believed at the first thing when people ask me, it'd be like, the first Panamanian X. That'll be so lit. That'll be so lit. Um, be I'm, and, I'm lit. and I'm gonna push for it because I was like, I've got to, I've got to groundbreak this, man. Like, dude, gotta hold that. What so I'm man, trying to do with the, what I'm trying to do with these promotions, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> it's funny, man. So we talked one time. We asked about your worst bump, right? And we were talking about uh, the time that you got. You, t- you took a back body and you realized that you were just as high as your tag team partner at the time. Oh, yeah. And I'm just curious, has there been any updates or is that still your worst bump? Unfortunately, that is now not the worst bump I've ever taken. <laughs> I would have loved for that to be like it. Nah. Uh, and the messed up thing is, is it was an accident and it wasn't even my fault. It was just one of those things. Um, and the worst part is, wasn't even supposed to be something that hurt. It was just, so a little while ago, this happened this year, um, one CW uh, grabbed some guys to do a show at a taco festival. It was meant to be something small, something quaint. It wasn't even like, there was no like logic. We was just, It was just a shit, one of those like, hey, we need your ring. Can you give us a show? Carlson grabbed a couple of bodies. I was one of these bodies. It was so like, just had some fun that multiple people wrestled multiple times. Everyone on the card, because I don't even know if you could call it a card. Everyone on the card wrestled twice. Everyone. Um, so my first match was against Eddie Velasquez, Mr. Motivation, in a one-on-one match. Had a bunch of fun. We just did whatever. We called it. We called it on the fly. We literally just did whatever. We didn't call nothing beforehand. We just went out there, had a good time. Everyone was into it while they were eating their tacos, etc. Right. Um, the match after was Miles Millennium against Tommy Vex with Mary Beth. The reason that match matters is because the 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 main event match was going to be a six man um, tag match. Because in both my match and in Miles' match, Carlson interfered for us to win. Now, this is how you can tell that this show was just a bunch of ragtag nonsense. Why are me and Miles, like, doing stuff together with Carlson? Where did this come from? We're just having fun and being stupid. None of this makes sense. You know what I'm saying? There's, none of this is canon. We're just, like, it's just some BS, right? Um, um, and then it ends up being me and Miles and Carlson against Mary Beth, Tommy, and Eddie. Um, we planned a spot where we grabbed, because this is a taco festival, there was 
um, a very ridiculous number of nachos. Um, a guy at one of the stands gave us this big, irregular ass bag of nachos. We put it on the ring before the match. The match ending is Mary Beth putting all three of us separate moves through. Uh, excuse me. Bless you. Uh, putting us through, thank you, putting us through these nachos. And I know what you're thinking. It's just nachos, right? These were the, these were deathmatch nachos, apparently. <laughs> because, dude, everyone that went through these nachos got color. Everyone got color. <laughs> um, and here's what was, so we were just, again, having fun. Um, but also in, in, in our matches, you know, we, um, we were kind of like, you know, dismissing the female. But then at the end, the female gets to come up and against the three douchey men. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, ah, equality, you know what I'm saying? Try to put out a good message to, you know, send them home happy. Um, but also this crowd is very clearly not a group of wrestling fans. Uh, they probably only know like the, the, the go-to attitude era stuff. And we were noticing that because in, our, in, in Miles's match and in my match, they didn't react to the cool stuff, but they reacted to like the old school stuff. Like Miles does a diamond cutter. They reacted to the diamond cutter but they didn't react to him doing a whole up and over and like a backflip, like actual real athleticism, but they see the diamond cutter and they were, they were, they were um, popping on that. I did an RKO. They popped on the RKO. So I'm like, I understand this crowd now. So we said, okay, Mary Beth, uh, you're going to hit one guy with a stunner on the chips. You're going to hit another guy with a rock bottom on the chips. And then me, the biggest guy of the, th- of the three, you're going to choke slam me on the chips. <laughs> Um, and of course, because I'm a maniac, I gave her, you know, the the most aggressive jump possible. I tried to dunk the imaginary ball, um, and I got so many different cuts on my fingers. Like when the show was over and I was taking my clothes off, I had like so many different little tears like on the outside of my fingers. Like, and then Miles is back from taking the rock bottom because you know he wrestled shirtless. He's got lines like coming down his back like as if someone took the tiniest knife and just like was just poking at him it didn't make any sense uh Carlson's knees were super scraped up from taking the stunner none of it made sense but somehow some way even though with the rock bottom and the stunner she sat on the chips Mary Beth no color (laughs) but because so I basically got a bunch of little paper cuts on one hand and paper cuts hurt (laughs) So it felt like I had like seven paper cuts on the same hand. So that felt worse than those Legos breaking up on my ass because <laughs> you, anyone would agree with me. Paper cuts are one of the worst feelings in the world. So imagine multiple, right? That, yeah. So officially falling on chips is my wrestling worst, worst bump because of the aftermath. It didn't hurt at all when, it, when I took it. Right. It never, hurts. it never hurts when it happens, but like, it's either, it's either way two things happen, right? You don't feel it at first or you go completely out. Yeah. Yeah. And it, mind you, I've gone through a table, fallen off a ladder, had an entire 200 plus pound man fall on me from several feet off of a ladder while I'm sitting on a beach chair and had the beach chair poles 
stabbed me in both the outside of my shoulders, um, falling on straight up concrete floor, um, di didn't get caught for uh, dives, uh, been thrown into barricades, the shitty ones that like kind of like could stab you if you fall into them wrong. Right. And these chips yes. post-match are the worst pain I've ever had. 100%. <laughs> 100 percent those are god tier yeah. chips <laughs> yeah, i'm telling you they were deathmatch chips bro like, <laughs> deathmatch chips i think they hurt you man jesus had to get a follow crown. at taco mania on instagram that was the place that gave us they, they, they were at taco mania and they followed us all on instagram after the show and we followed them all back <laughs> nice it's hilarious yeah. taco mania has deathmatch chips for sale like this in, is one. In, this is one I cut Andino's back. <laughs> and in Philadelphia, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you eat that chip, you know, take it with. Like, be careful. You might like <laughs> lose a tooth. <laughs> wow, that is okay. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, seeing how you've been in, in in the sport for a quite a long for quite a while, man. I I gotta ask, man. Oh, what's man. been like one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn? Um. You can't always worry about, it sucks to say it like this, but in reality, like you have to swallow some immoral pills. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna, like, you're gonna be around some things and some people you don't wanna be around. Um, but at the end of the day, like you can't change the system from the outside. You have a better chance of changing the system when you reach a certain level. Like you don't get pulled without getting into the machine. Like, you know what I mean? Like you just can't. Um, obviously dark side of the ring is really helping bring that out where it's like, we're unfortunately starting to learn that a lot of our heroes are pretty like terrible and distasteful people left and right. Like at this point, like, I don't even watch Dark Side of the Ring anymore. I just wait for Twitter afterwards. And it hasn't been a situation where I haven't found out someone was involved in or is doing something terrible. And it sucks. But, but I feel like you can say that about any profession if you start putting that window of like opening it back up. Like, they just arrested 18 dudes in the NBA, like former NBA guys. Like, it's just, you know, uh, people are messed up and don't meet your heroes, but be prepared to be disappointed. Uh, and if you're tough enough, um, you'll survive, is what I've learned. All Unfortunately, right. I, I hate to be so morbid. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what? That's all like, it's all good advice, though, man, because you got to think about yeah. it. Like, at the end of the day, well, I should say advice, but it's always like, it's a good lesson to learn that. Yeah, sometimes like if my little if my little brother ever he he jokes about it he's 18 now but he jokes about it because uh, you know he's 18 doesn't know what he wants to do with his life uh and he's joked about like he's like i'm he's like i'm more athletic than you i should probably get into wrestling he's like shoot probably uh you could ride me to the top and i was just like i was like the messed up thing is you might be right and what's worse is someone else is going to try to ride you to the top like in spite of me even though you're my little brother and I'm the reason you even care about wrestling <laughs> but like I would warn my little brother so much he would probably be scared out of it <laughs> out of doing it so yeah yeah that's no. what it is yeah it, unfortunately unfortunately you're right we may know some people who are like you know what if I just grab this person their shooting star I can go up too like mm -hmm. I don't deserve the ride but 
I'm gonna hang sure on to your gonna life. Manipu- sure as hell gonna manipulate my way onto it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm curious, man. And what kind of advice would you give to up and coming wrestlers? Um, don't take yourself too seriously. Be open to change. Um, and for the love of God, do the ma- do the name test. Do the name test. Don't just get don't get married to a name. Do the name test. Ask someone who is brutally honest with you. Ask a family member. Ask a wrestling fan. Ask someone who doesn't know jack shit about wrestling. When you think of a wrestling name, ask four different types of people in your life their opinion. Someone is going to tell you that name sucks. If all four of them tell you they like that name, you did not pick the four people I just told you to pick. I started with El Jefe. I did not do the name test. I then became Joel El Jefe Santos. I did not do the name test. I got trained and then started to professionally get paid to be Jefe Santos. And then I got put into the director gimmick without my decision. And more people wanted to book me to be the director than Jefe. And I was married to Jefe. And then I had to accept no one cares. Some people thought the name was dumb. Some people didn't get the name. Some people didn't care for it. Some people didn't even like the gimmick. I didn't do the name test with nobody. I did the name test with one name, and that was my own name. I got tired of picking around and all this other stuff. Do I want to be this? Do I want to be that? Well, I want to represent this. And then I just said, how about I just go by Adina? I did the name test with that name and that name only. And that is the only time um, that I've done something in wrestling that I have been told, oh, that's going to, like, I like that. I think that would work by those four different type of people. And I have generated the most money being this current character. With that money, I have an apartment. I have a car. I'm doing okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So my my current living arrangements and situation and I have better quality based bookings not as much quantity as I used to but then again the quality when I had higher quantity also wasn't the greatest either so if I were to do that I like to give proof of I, I like to give the Carfax for the things that I give out um so my Carfax would be all of this I would just do this I'd be like look all right <laughs> this is why i'm doing this now okay i can i can be as loud as i want this time of night because i don't have to worry about waking up my mom so (laughs) that's what i would say that no i like that man well seeing how like you said you've had at one time quantity now it's quality i gotta have one do and one don't of (laughs) the locker room um do wash your gear. Yeah. Um, I think I think people think that, oh, I'm only out there for such and such amount of minutes. I didn't really break much of a sweat. Like, for example, especially like newer wrestlers, I can understand because most new wrestlers, uh, they're usually what going to do like a battle royal or like a fucking, you know what I mean? Like you and me could attest to this. How many battle royals did you do when you first got like a bunch, right? Like, I feel you. So like, 
in most cases, the battle royal, what? You were out there for like three minutes, threw a couple punches, took a shot, went over the top rope, ta-da. What sweat did you break, right? So what smell am I going to generate? I could afford to just throw my stuff back in the bag, right, right, right? You'd be amazed. Um, so what I would say, do um, wash your gear as soon as you can. And then wash it the day before the day of uh, before the show anyway. I'd say I'm first. Some people like to say wash your gear as soon as you get home. I am an owner of doing it twice. Wash it when you get home, when you get the opportunity, because I understand life. Okay, but wash it the first chance you can, and then wash it before you before the next time before you use it. Like for example, I have a show on Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to wash my gear. Saturday morning, I'm going to wash my gear Saturday night. I'm going to then use it in between that Saturday. I'm then going to use it again on Sunday after washing it Saturday night. And then I'm going to wash it Sunday morning. I'm going to then wear it. I'm going to use it. And I'm going to wash it Sunday night. And then for my bookings in November, the day before, I'm going to wash gear again. (laughs) And the thing is, I only have two sets of gear. And most of the time, I only use one. Still wash them both. Still wash them both. Um, and that would be my dues. Uh, just And that would fall into be considerate of the people around you in general. Yeah. Um, don't just honestly, one, because it's very, like, broad and can be used in all situations. Um, don't expect anything. Go into every booking, show, attempt, you know, sometimes people do drives to shows just to put their face in front of someone. They're not even on the show. Just trying to show face, show some respect, get involved, all that good stuff. That's great. Do all of that if you want to. I'm not saying I don't, but I'm just saying like if if you're one of those people that goes to shows, irregardless of being booked, to to network, et cetera, et cetera, do all that, but just go into it with like six feet in the dirt low expectations because then every one of those times that you drive walk bus plane whatever you are going to always go home accomplished i guarantee you um if you go into everything with super duper uber low expectations getting even a handshake from someone and them saying oh okay i'll remember your name and that could be a lie but that sentence, because your expectations were below freezing, is going to feel great. You're going to go home at least at 12 Celsius, like at least. And it's, it's a win. It's a win. You might mess around, go to a seminar, assume you're going to bomb the seminar, but don't psych yourself out, but assume you're going to bomb it. Then you mess around and get a situation like, um, um, I'll, I'll put him over because he's a dope guy, uh, Gabriel Kai. He went to an... Um, an Ace Austin seminar ends up wrestling him. That show, great match, right? I don't know what expectations he went into it, but imagine you followed my advice and went into it with my expectations and then end up with that fucking result. It doesn't even matter how much money he made. He could have made no money, but walking away with that match, you're going to learn how to do a backflip because you're going to be that happy that fast. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> so that's my, I, my, my don't would be, um, don't have, um, don't have expectations. Just 
set them low and try hard. Set them low anyway, but try try just as hard. But don't psych yourself out. Because some people consider like lowering expectations as a way of like, you're like, oh, it's going to suck. No, no, just, but just stay, stay, stay grounded, stay below, stay, stay below sea level at all times. Just be Aquaman. <laughs> just be so low, you're Aquaman. <laughs> like this, that's what I would say. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, those are like all my heavy hitting questions, but we do got to get into the second greatest segment of the three count podcast because the first when people ask me what's the first i tell them it's the red dogs power rankings that you can find every sunday on our debate show so if you check them out you'll see them there but the second greatest po- segment it is the three count podcast 10 count questions and mr andino Ooh. this is how it works i'm gonna I'm fire ready. off 10 questions at you rapid fast whatever's your best. answer is your answer you know i'm long-winded like my matches but i'll do my best right so we're going to put on an imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite movie? Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic or Mario? Sonic. Favorite food? Platanos. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> DC or Marvel? Uh, Marvel, barely. But Marvel. Favorite sport? Baseball. Producing a movie or acting in a movie? Acting. Favorite podcast? The Three Count Podcast. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Nominate one wrestler that you want to see on the show. Saul Esparza. Oh, yeah. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this podcast. Favorite curse word? Pussy. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't know why. It might be a New York thing, but like pussy is so versatile. It can be used as an insult and as like you, you can use it positively. Pussy. Pussy's great. <laughs> you don't you even edit it. that. Pussy is great. <laughs> there you have it, man. Get so. on my tombstone. <laughs> just here last Chris Santino. Pussy's great. <laughs> I would just to be real, it just would be like, here lies Chris Sandino pussy (laughs) like what like what does this mean everyone who knows me knows that i everyone who knows me knows that i'm buried like happily (laughs) they're gonna see it every time they're gonna cry happy tears chris you imagine that random stranger that walks by and just like yo someone's so confused it's not for the it's not for them them. move you wouldn't get it All right, man. Well, those are all the questions I have for you. So last thing I need is to let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you. I am on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. My Instagram and Twitter are at studio underscore Andino uh, on Facebook. It should be under director Christopher Andino. I haven't been able to change it to studio Andino yet. Uh, My next shows, I am doing fight tapings on the 17th of this month. Uh, I have a couple other shows that have not surfaced, so I have to like keep quiet about that. Um, and in November, I am at EWA on the 13th and the 19th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my December is also... But oh, hush, hush. I, it's, yeah, it's one of those things, but yeah, you know. Um, and I will be on the third annual, like when, when the Three Count Podcast 
is three years old. I'm going to be on that one too. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been, yeah. I feel like you're yeah. always back just like randomly for like. I got to be an annual guy, man. Yeah. Really gotta be an annual, every time, every time you make like podcasts, like revamps or just in general, like you're celebrating any kind of anniversary. I got to be on it. I was there for like the big, like Chaz uh, birthday montage. Like I got to, I got to be on everything, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys to the podcast. You know, there's always that one guy on like certain podcasts. Yeah. He's the you, in and out guy. Listen, cause you had, uh, we had you on the studio 22. We had you on yep. as his birthday. We had you on Jeremy's, yep. which was a surprise. Cause he didn't even know you were yep. on. <laughs> I'm, yeah, like, um, I'm like, I'm like the, I'm like the celebrity guest that like makes like, revolving like seasonal like moments i'm like cody rhodes on arrow i was gonna say you're you're pretty much joe McHale. (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) exactly i'm no i'm i'm vader on boy meets world there you go (laughs) yeah 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 that's exactly what i am (laughs) well there you have it so you know what this means we we gotta take it home it's time it's time to take it home so terrible at doing that on time this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Went Through the Ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right. You can refer to me as your Sherpa, but the thing is, it's never about me because you always got to find someone who's more efficient at getting up the mountain. And that's what I go out and do. So it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And you see him right there, the leader of Studio 22. That's right, Jeremy. I said Ooh, it. The leader. Oh, and no. the director himself, Chris <laughs> and Dino. And you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for the outro and you pick another episode to listen to. Mm. Press it. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show some support please